I'll tell you what. When I was watching the movie halfway through, too, I started looking at the exits. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 113. This episode of Tosi, we talk about Disney lays down the law, HB has a rough weekend, and Anton watched the Joker without fear. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Hey, Anton, how was uh, your weekend? How are you week? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Uh, I've been sick all week, and it's been going on for the past two weeks. I mean, I've been to the doctor, and you know, I, I told him I had the flu. Um, but then the flu went away mm-hmm. and that's when the cough starts coming in. And usually I think during this season, I mean, this is probably one of the worst seasons on the East coast right now is after the flu, you get about six weeks of cough. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. And he says it's normal, which, you know, is annoying. it's kind of, no- yeah, it's <laughs> kind of annoying to me because I mean, I, I hate the fact that, you know, there are moments where the cough comes out of nowhere and then all of a sudden it just stops. It kind of pisses you off. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like it's uh, the cough happens because your throat is irritated, mm-hmm. but the cough is what causes the irritation to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a vicious cycle. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so my week has been well, actually it's been a full week because we recorded on Monday. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I did ma- two main things. Uh, went to Not Scary Farm for the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, this past couple weeks. Uh, it's been fun. I've I've liked some of the new mazes they've added to it. They've definitely mm-hmm. like up their game since uh, I've gone. I think the last time I went was probably when we were in high school. Oh, I went after. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But they've definitely upped their game on on their on their makeups and some other mazes. Uh, I checked out their new one, uh, Origins, which like the the whole story behind it is, it's a old timey western uh mm-hmm. maze. Where they're uh, like lawmen or cowboys, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. are hunting mm-hmm. down a witch. Ooh! And so as okay. you're as you're going through the through the maze, uh, you start seeing all these like creatures that she created. So people that she turned into werewolves. Uh, some of them have just been like kind of mutated, dis- dis- disfigured. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. Like, I-, I liked it, and some of the stuff I'm like. Wow, like they actually did a really good job. There's a part where you're going through a corn maze, mm-hmm. and the actors are really good at blending into the corn maze. Mm-hmm. Like they literally, like it's not like they sneak into the maze. They literally just kind of like stand against it, and all of a sudden, like they disappear. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn!" Okay. It's like a trap door that they go through. No, no, no some of them ha- no, no legit, they, they like, just like blended. Like, yeah, like they like their costumes look like the scarecrows mm-hmm. in uh, some of the other parts of the maze. So mm-hmm. we're walking through it, like, I, there's a guy that was following me. I was like, okay, he's going to try to sneak up behind me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, I stopped, I'm like, wait, where'd he go? And I turned back around, I'm like, there's nobody, is that him? Holy crap, that's him. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, damn, they're good. Uh, there's, there's been some other ones, but I, I, I just know that that one's the newest one, so I'm not sure which other ones. Yeah, the last were. time I went to Not Scary Farm, uh, it was when they had The Grudge 2. Okay. So that, that was one of the mazes that they had, and, uh. That one was really creepy because uh, they also have the, the the ring one too, and I I, I went through that one also, and uh, yeah, they had a scene where the girl was coming out of the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 terrifies there that terrifies me every single time. Yeah, um, I, I think uh, that was probably after after high school, yeah. like I think two years after high school. 
Yeah, yeah it's definitely been a while since we've gone there. And I I think because <laughs> the impression is that Universal's is better, but oh, like yeah, way so much better. But but not to still it's for it's a really good uh uh bang for your buck. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Knotts does a really good job because I remember a lot of our friends uh, in high school. They, uh, you know, <laughs> for, for uh, a high school job, you, you can you can work after. Yeah. Uh, you can you know wear the costumes and scare people at night. So uh, I had a couple of friends that actually worked there and and did one of those things. Um, but yeah, like for this year at Universal's um, Hollywood Horror Nights, they mm-hmm. have uh, the second and. Th- I think it's only the second season, maybe a third. I think it's probably a mixture, but uh, of uh, S- uh, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. So you get to see uh, something different. So last year was like the first season. So all they showed was, you know, the house and then the forest and then the lab. And then I think um, uh, for this time around, they show the mall. Yeah. And they show a couple other things too. Uh, I think the upside down world. Um and uh, the cool thing this year that they added was Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Especially because of the new movie. So they're trying to revive it. Not the not the third one is in the works. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really cool, dude. Uh, I, I seriously want to check it out. The only reason why I'm not going is because, you know. You're kind of. Uh, I don't. Huh? Oh, you're, kind of, you're kind of out of the way. Or are you, are you talking about no, the, no. One, the, the one in Orlando? <clears throat> no, the one in Orlando is fine. I I have tickets. Uh-huh. Uh, I can go whenever I want. Um, because uh, my annual pass covers with one uh, Hollywood Horror Nights. Oh, okay. So, uh, the only reason why I'm not going is because it's not for pregnant women. Yeah, they really don't want to be yeah. responsible for that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I might go by myself, but I don't know. Yet, so. Ooh. Oh, and, and I misspoke. So the the corn maze part of a maze is actually uh, for another one that they have. It's called a pumpkin eater. Mm-hmm. Um, I did I did kind of feel bad for one of the mazes. Uh, it's called Shadowlands, mm-hmm. and this is in the very back of the park. Uh, it's pretty much like a J- Japanese, uh, like a f- a feudal Japan kind of era. Ooh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's it, very neat. Yes, and like the design is great. Everything's great. The only bad part is this is like in the very back of the of the theme park near where like that old retro diner is. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um and this is like the first night we went which probably the f- the first or second weekend it was open. Mm-hmm. And it was probably midnight and nobody was back there, dude. I think er- cuz all the main mazes, the new ones, they're near uh Ghost Rider, which is like near the front left side of left. the park. Yeah, left side of the park. Total yeah. opposite of where this one is. Uh, the wait time <laughs> when we're going in l- less than five minutes for for wow. Shadowlands. Mm-hmm. Really, that was probably as low as it can go because we just walked in, and mm-hmm. I felt so bad dude because all these people like the, all these like uh cat I'm gonna say cast members but actors in the mazes that are like you can tell like they they, they were not prepared for any wa- anybody walking through because there's nobody going. We were mm-hmm. our, our group was like the first one they probably had in a couple minutes. And mm-hmm. some of them are just kind of either not as into it or like they were just not prepared. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was great though. I mean, mm-hmm. the, 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 some of the, they had like a Kabuki theater area. They had a, mm-hmm. a kind of geisha makeup for some of them. And they had like a lot of, mm-hmm. they had like a samurai forest where some of the samurais are actually like kind of blended into the trees. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, 
You know those uh, in-between areas where you walk through, like if you wanted to go to a, a different maze or something uh, at a certain place, uh-huh. you have to walk through like certain scare zones. Yeah. So uh, I know that in uh, Not Scary Farm, they have like, you know, a, a cowboy area, mm-hmm. a zombie area, a chainsaw, whoop, a chainsaw area. Yeah. Um. So at Universal this year, they have uh, Zombieland. Ooh, because they're they're trying to mo- promote the, the movie that's coming double out. Double tap, yeah, double tap. So uh, there's people dressed up as uh, some of the characters, mm-hmm. and they're walking around and they're trying to kill uh, some of the zombies, and it looks really cool. You sh- you should check out some of the clips um, online right now. Um, I I really thought that they 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 I I think they hired a lot of actors for this. Mm-hmm. Like there's actual actors like talking to you, going up to you, and interacting with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, maybe next year I'll, tr- I'll do Universal one because that one I, that's another one I also haven't been to in a while. Uh, yeah. But so the other thing I did this week is I made my own bread. Oh, nice. Yeah, my what first type of bread. Uh, kind of like a French French bread loaf. Um, so I just, a baguette? <laughs> no, not not a baguette. More like the the, okay. the fatter ones, kind of like the ones that you that mm-hmm. you'd see uh, people make uh, garlic bread out of. Mm-hmm. Um, I just sent you a picture. Uh, do, it's surprisingly easy. I didn't, I didn't like. I knew how like, the bread was like relatively simple ingredients, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just time. That's all it really is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, looks like bread that uh, Aladdin stole in the movie. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just made it. It's kind of. I just made two loaves because a lot of it. I gave one to my uh, my girlfriend's family, which they loved it. They devoured it. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah. I, I might start experimenting with the different. Uh, the, the different uh types of styles or, or like ingredients i might th- toss in there yeah uh, i'm thinking some grains in there well that or, or i was telling my girlfriend before we start recording is i'm thinking of maybe like doing a loaf but mixing in some italian uh italian herbs mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. using that to make garlic bread mm-hmm. it's kind of mm. yeah sounds good yeah something like that uh, i like I, I like uh cheese breads so if you can do that yeah just sprinkle yeah. it on top yeah <laughs> uh-huh all right anton uh anything else ready to get into the show uh let me see oh yeah we're gonna be talking about joker later right yes yes uh, we are we we both saw that so yes. yeah we're gonna be talking about that all right let's get into news dude sweet all right so speaking of joker uh first news story is alamo draft house strongly urges people not to bring kids to the joker screening uh this came mm-hmm. out Probably the Wednesday or Tuesday before the Joker premiered. Uh, yeah. I I really don't know if this is because Alamo Drafthouse is uh, they're aware of how intense the movie was. I think or... it's everywhere because uh, when I went into the Joker uh, for that um, uh, preview night on Thursday... They had a bunch of signs at the very front of the theater saying that... Uh, this movie is not meant for kids. But not is recommended. It, but is that implied with the rated R th- like rating though? Like I, I, I don't know. What's, <clears throat> I really think no. This- it, 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 okay, so I mean, you can only say so much with rated R movies. Yeah. You know, you you don't really know until you watch it. Like rated R just tells you that there's going to be violence, there's going to be nudity, uh, some foul language. Yeah. But this one uh, is is a, a totally different vibe yeah. than just that. Um. So, I mean, you can't really have, like, anything beyond 
a, a rated R movie to have like a, a, um, a rating system. Yeah. Uh, I would say this is probably NC seventeen because of the it really kind of gore has to be. and the, yeah, but I mean it's it's it's, it's more very we'll we'll get into the review, but it's more psychological mm-hmm. than anything. Yeah, um, it is. and it, it really gets messed with your mind. Um, but I I also wonder if some some of that is because of the fear of potential threats, which go, brings me to our second story, uh, the mm-hmm. Century Theater here in Huntington Beach. Uh, on Thursday, it was closed at seven o'clock because of credible threats received by the theater. Um, I guess the, the the police showed up. Uh, apparently, a lot of police officers because I I have one of my friends that they were there when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed up. They they guess they're talking to management. Uh, they checked the area. They didn't find anything, but at seven o'clock, they still felt the threat was credible. So they mm-hmm. just said, screw it. We're not even going to risk it. Just close it, shut it down. So at 7 o'clock, they, on a Thursday Thursday evening, they sent they closed down the theater. Uh, which that, That's crazy. Yeah, which that's what my friend told me is they didn't even <clears> tell <throat> the people at the theater what was going on. Mm-hmm. I guess it was just employees of the theater that knew what was going or at least management that knew what was going on. But mm-hmm. audiences, they didn't know. All they knew was the cops were there and they were telling mm-hmm. people to get out. Wow. Yeah. Which moving on to our third story, Oktoberfest, <laughs> right across the street, right across, literally right <laughs> across the street. Like I can, you, you can be standing at the Century Theater and throw a rock at the front sign of of the, the Old World sign. Yeah. Um, multiple explosions on Saturday night. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you. So heard. yeah, I I saw the tweet. Yeah, but I don't know the exact details. So go ahead and do that. So the initial the initial reports was that. There was multiple explosions that happened in somewhat quick uh, su- succession of one another. Uh, there was a video that that showed, and I was at not so I have, it's it's packed. I'm in an area though. There's kind of a dead zone, so combined with extra, more people on their phones and all that kind of using the data, it mm-hmm. was hard for me to get information. But uh, witnesses that talked to the news crew said that they heard the like those transformers that are on power poles explode mm-hmm. um and then later on they heard three explosions like really close mm-hmm. to each other mm-hmm. uh so uh, everybody's kind of like oh, i was with my girlfriend and, and her brother and and his wife and we we're talking about it like how many how because the the no information was coming out about this uh mm-hmm. connecting back to the century theater thing they never said what the threat was they to this the last the last I checked today for that news story, the police have still not released what the threat was that they received. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were kind of like, okay, well, what, like how much of this is people exaggerating? How much of this is real? And mm-hmm. when we looked at the video, it's a big red plume. It's not electrical. It looks like, it looks like a like something a gas something compressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next update that the that the police department released was that there was four injuries or four people that were sent to the hospital uh two yeah, but there was minor injuries yeah though, right? two civilians and two firefighters both mm-hmm. uh, all, all four of the minor injuries mm-hmm. so while my girlfriend has had her hesitation uh her brother and sister and her sister-in-law were kind of like oh no something happened like something happened i'm like no the fact that there was it's oktoberfest there's a lot of people there if mm-hmm. multiple explosions happened while the crowd was there, it would have been worse. So I think what yeah, happened was people be trampling on each other, 
and a lot of things would happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so my, my, yeah. my yeah, my thought was, and I think it's kind of confirmed over time um, by the later news reports, was that the transformer blew up, caused a power outage, uh, which I did also get notification on the Nextdoor app, people asking why certain areas were out of power, mm-hmm. um, which called the fire department. When the fire department was there investigating like the, the, the power stuff, uh, there was probably a gas leak or something at one of the restaurants, and that's what triggered mm-hmm. the other explosions, and that's why some firefighters were injured. Oh, okay, yeah, that that makes sense because I mean, if the power is out, you can't really see anything, and uh, a lot of things can happen during that time with no no power. Right, and especially if there's yeah. you know th- that would also explain the the gas and what that also would explain the, the explosion. And, and, we and saw. can you imagine like um, a lot of the, the digital stuff that is um um like powering all of the the gas that's coming in and out yeah uh like those things have emergency uh shutoffs but you won't see the shutoff if everything is like you know yeah blacked out yeah exactly no no power yeah so yeah, so that kind of makes sense yeah so mm-hmm. i think that's what happened so i'm like i was just but my conspiracy mind was just going crazy like okay seriously within t- two days after the theater across the street from this place had like some threats made to it. Multiple explosions happened. And mm-hmm. I was just kind of thinking through it. I'm like, no, I have to th- think this out step by step. Like what information do we have? What if, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, I think mm-hmm. it was just a, a really bad coincidence in Huntington beach. Um, but I'm glad, you know, that the, if the, the injuries that there, that did happen were at least minor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anton, uh, let's on to move on to lighter news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll let you take this one. <clears throat> okay, so uh, Comic-Con in New York just happened. Yes. Uh, so they uh, unveiled a couple things at the event. And um, one of the things that I got to see at San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. was Snowpiercer. But uh, during that time, it was still very vague. I mean, they, they were able to show certain clips and a little bit of a trailer um, but they didn't really show a whole lot because I mean, it's a long way until, uh, the series actually come out. And I think it comes out during, um, the early spring. Let me double check on that. <clears throat> yeah. Second quarter of 2020 is when it's going to be aired. So, uh, for the comic con in New York, they were able to show a Snowpiercer intro, uh, which is, um, um, uh, where they talk about the story, um, w- what's been taking place, and how uh, Snowpiercer came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's probably one of the best intros of uh, telling a story to get to where they're at to tell the story right away. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and um, to tell you the truth, I think this is probably one of the best times to actually have a really good series that meant something uh that that we're kind of heading towards in in that direction of climate change like you know what happens in the future if the whole world is going to be um frozen Mm -hmm. Uh, we're gonna have another ice age so this little intro kind of gives you a a really good glimpse of what's going to happen in the future and uh what do you think about the trailer or the the intro. I, I was I was thinking at first it was gonna be just uh, kind of like anime, kind of a uh, the Matrix Revisited kind of yeah, like yeah, Japanese I thought that style. too. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of disappointed it wasn't. 
I think it kind of looked awesome mm-hmm. that way, just because it, the snow, yeah. uh, a lot of the light, like light, a lot of the character and shadows, just added to the black and white aesthetic of the animation that they were doing. So I thought that would have been awesome, yeah. but yeah, but they mix between like real live action yeah. and also, and then yeah. what? Yeah, and then when they switch to the real life thing, you're like, oh, I guess it was more of a budget thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, they do a really good job with the um, the whole entire set because I mean, when they were explaining the 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 train uh, i forgot how long the train was they said that the train is over a thousand and one train long mm-hmm. so it's yeah, a cards, long yeah. ass train yeah which can I you s- imagine i still don't understand why why a train mm-hmm. why a train yeah i think i asked this last time we talked about snowpiercer but i i just don't get why <laughs> it feels very uh a water world-ish <laughs> Yeah, the only problem is, I mean, if you're staying in one place, eventually, uh, your your the temperature is gonna cave in. Yeah. You can't, you don't have anything running on power because, I mean, the 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 sky is always overcasted with like blizzard, mm-hmm. and you can't have any like uh, solar system or anything to power anything. So that's why, like, you have to have like um <clears throat> like a full. What is that thing where you, where it's called where um you can keep reusing um like you know like those uh um sea monkeys what how they could live forever oh ecosystem oh, okay they have an ecosystem on on the the the, the train itself I thought you were talking about so like, basically I thought you were talking about like perpetual motion machine I'm like that's not like that's not possible no. <laughs> yeah so basically they 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 make something they produce something on the train and they would take that and then they would power the the train itself you get what i mean yes and so. I, I i know exactly what's powering the train but i don't want to tell you because that's gonna ruin the whole story it's, because the plot line is based on this it's old people <laughs> <laughs> they're just feeding the furnaces uh oh it's yeah. terrible <laughs> um <laughs> yeah but it makes sense right i mean uh, it, it, you have to have something that's keeping uh a, a I, movement in order to keep the the people alive yeah you have to have a certain amount of momentum Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. yeah, I think it's one of those things that I had to watch the show myself to get sucked into that world because from the outside, it's just really hard to mm-hmm. suspend disbelief for a little bit. Yeah, but a thousand and one train. Uh, okay, so when I watch a movie, they sped up everything mm-hmm. from from the very back of the train because you're starting at the very back of the train and then going to the very front. So because this is a TV series, it, it, they can take their time to go through like different trains. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So I'm, I'm still excited. It, this is really cool. Do we have a release date yet? Really cool. uh, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be in like March. I think. Oh damn! Okay, so fairly soon. Oh May, May, May. still fairly soon. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on to the next one here. What's his dark materials? It sounds odd. <laughs> Very dark. <laughs> okay, so you are familiar with the Golden Compass, yes, right? Yeah. The book. The book series, the book series, and the, and the failed movie attempt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, you, were you ever a fan of the book before before the the, the movie uh, itself? I didn't even know about the books until the movie was about to come out, which I still haven't yeah. read them. Mm-hmm. So, I had a friend uh, that worked with me at Blockbuster uh, named Joseph. Um, haven't seen that guy in a long time, uh, but uh, he was obsessed with the Golden Compass mm-hmm. even before the movie came out. All he talked about with me uh, was, you know, how good the story was and how in depth, like all of these um, 
things about like the creatures and going on this crazy adventure. And then when the movie came out, he's like, oh man, it sucks so bad. Like he, he said there was so many details that you can't really interpret into a, a two and a half hour movie or a three hour movie. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a, a, a TV series or something. Yeah. So finally, finally, we're getting a, a TV adaptation of The Golden Compass. Um, and they're basing it off of the first book and with the, the, the original title uh, for this uh, storyline. And it's called um, His Dark Materials. And uh, from looking at the trailer, it looks freaking awesome, dude. They kept the same designs from the movies. Mm-hmm. The, the polar bear still looks the same. Um, I, I think uh, the 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 compass itself also looks very similar to what they had in the movie. Um, it looks like they basically stripped down the movie mm-hmm. and made it into a TV series. And I'm so stoked. Okay. Well, okay. First of all, I understand they're trying to sell this tv series Mm -hmm. but this came out just after uh the the first chronicles of narnia movie uh the lion the witch in the wardrobe yeah Mm -hmm. um that one i think it's kind of on par with like how big the world is and how complex it is that worked as a movie series (laughs) yeah it it does work as a movie series. so i don't know if i completely buy his excuse but then again he is trying to pitch the idea of a tv series so yeah i get it He's a salesman yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. So, uh, his dark material is uh, they, they got a really good cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the person that really stands out to me is Lin Manuel Miranda. He plays uh, one of the main characters, and I'm so happy to see him being more active in the acting uh, Hollywood scene because uh, I freaking love this guy. He's so good at acting. Well, you've seen Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. He's so good in Mary Poppins. And I've seen like him in other things too, but it kind of shows you that he can go beyond his comfort zone from just being a uh, regular Puerto Rican actor um, playing a Puerto Rican person. Because uh, I remember in uh, his Broadway debut, uh, directorial, uh, directorial and also um, his whole show on Broadway is called In the Heights. And uh, it's just basically about where he lived in his uh, in his uh, town in New York. Um, but then when we got to see uh, Hamilton, it showed a different side of him. But then we didn't really see a whole lot of movies or anything with him portraying like different characters. So uh, when I saw him in Mary Poppins, it was it was a breath of fresh air. It was totally different, and he has a British accent. And uh, yeah, he was all in it, it fits. And, I, and I really like that. Um, I'm just I'm looking at the cast right now. Now you got me stuck on Golden mm-hmm. Compass. I'm getting stuck yeah. on the, on yeah, the cast. Um, I didn't realize how many like big names there were in Golden Compass. Uh, Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. Daniel Craig, uh, Ian McKellen, uh, mm-hmm. Sam Elliott, Kathy Bates. Like, dude, how do you not make this work? <laughs> yeah, I know. That that was a big selling factor for this movie because um yeah because my, my my friend he was talking about like you know oh Daniel Craig's such a great actor too and you know he and this is before I think that's the, before 007 way before 007 right because 2000, 2007 is when Golden Compass came out uh well Skyfall two thousand twelve no no Casino Royale 
Casino Royale, sorry. Uh, Casino Royale was 2006. Oh, okay, so it's, he just got casted as... Okay, mm-hmm. so this is between Casino Royale and, and Quantum of Solace. Yeah, first movie I saw Daniel Craig in was Layer Cake, and I think that was in 2005. Uh, yeah. I'm not seeing it here. Oh, Layer Cake. Uh, yes, 2004. Four. Yeah, wow. close. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about Gold- uh, so the, for this series, do we have a release date? Or uh, yeah. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, so it's on HBO. Okay. And I think the date is November fourth, which is next month. Sweet. Yeah. Pretty excited. I still have HBO because I I was watching Barry, so I'm gonna keep <laughs> it for another month so I can watch this too. Yeah. Before uh, mm-hmm. Disney Plus kicks in. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so speaking of failed reboots, <laughs> last episode, <laughs> I, th- I think it was last episode, we talked about Saved by the mm-hmm. Bell getting rebooted by NBC's new streaming service, Peacock. Yes, Peacock. So shortly after, uh, of course, you know, everybody, all the news uh, networks, all the entertainment networks are going to bring this up to the actors of Saved by the Bell. You know, saying like, mm-hmm. hey, how do you feel about the reboot? Stuff like that. Apparently, uh, Mark Paul Glosser, Glasser, uh, who mm-hmm. played Zach in the series, one of the main characters, and Tiffany Thiessen, who played one of the like, the love interests as one of the mm-hmm. main characters, they didn't even know about this until the re- announcement was made by NBC. Wow. Yeah. They probably talked to their publicist before anything, uh, or their, their casting agent. Well, apparently... Th- so. I think Tiffany Thiessen, she's doing another show on Netflix and yeah. Mark Paul Glossing. I forgot what he's working on, but it's uh, not with NBC. So I'm wondering if NBC just couldn't get them to, partic- to participate because they are competing networks and it might go yeah. against their contracts. Um, so, yeah, now we're talking about a reboot with, I think, just Mario Lopez and uh, the girl that played Jesse Spano. Mm-hmm. Uh, which now I'm not as thrilled about especially because the yeah. whole premise that nbc released was that zach morris the mark paul glosser glossier is gonna be like the mayor or the governor of california which apparently maybe that's that's probably why like i think they'll probably now, have him for like a minor it, part but they even they didn't bring him in so i think it's more as me like they're gonna reference him as like in yeah. the background like a news like on a news uh story on the background of a yeah. tv saying uh governor governor morris or whatever <laughs> yeah interesting yeah yeah that's probably such a fail yeah <laughs> um i just had to throw that in there all right <clears throat> anton uh so i think we might have different details as to what happened here uh but okay. last episode we talked about how spider-man's gonna rejoin the mcu for at least one more movie mm-hmm. uh I'll, I'll what's the, what's what what's the details you heard Okay, so uh, you know how recently uh, Bob Iger uh, released the book, right? Yes. So he's been going on this like tour uh, where he's just talking about the book. And also a lot of people were asking him, so did he save Spider-Man? In a way he did, but in a way it, it involved uh, a couple other people too. Yes. So I want to see what you heard So with what I just said. So the details that I heard was that Tom Holland... Uh, went to NBC or NBC, uh, uh, Sony to talk about the talk about like, him wanting to be still back, still in the MCU. Uh, so mm-hmm. he sat with, let me make sure I have the right name. 
uh, Tom Rothman, who is the chairman of Sony Film, and they kind of urged them to say, like, hey, I really want to, like, please go go back to uh, Bob Iger or Disney, whoever the, the person he was negotiating with, and start to negotiate again. Don't just shut this down. And I don't know exactly what the conversation was, but apparently there was reference to uh, Tom Holland starring in the, the Sony Uncharted film, which he's already been casted mm-hmm. on. I don't know if he tried to use that as leverage. <laughs> Oh no, I don't uh, think so. No, but it was like that was reference. <clears throat> and then uh he mm-hmm. also reached out to Bob Iger, which who's the he's CEO of Disney, and also asked him to open up uh with Sony again and, and come come back to the table and start negotiations again for for Spider Man. Okay. So usually for these these type of negotiations, it happens between the, the studios. Yes. And uh it's usually the head of studios that usually um do the deals with each other. So, um, you you know, Bob Iger has so many jobs. Yeah. Uh, he, that's not something that he, he does himself. Yeah, it's a... It's a it's, <clears throat> Unless he really wants to, like Star uh, Wars. He's, but I'm saying, as much as like the, as Marvel makes money for Disney, that's still just one revenue stream out yeah. of like a giant so, corporation. So, uh, after D23, I think it was like a couple days or uh, a couple weeks after, because, I mean, uh, during D23 was when the whole thing broke out and uh um you know tom holland was there and people were kind of questioning him and he came up with a really good statement saying that you know it doesn't really matter uh you know i know that i'm still spider-man so i'm really happy that you know i'm still spider-man but other than that i mean uh, there's really nothing else to say but anyways he calls uh one of his um uh executives uh that he knew um that worked for Pixar, also higher ups that knew Bob Iger. So he asked for a Bob's email or phone number so he can talk to him. So um, Bob gets a message and he's like, oh, yeah, go ahead and have him contact me. <clears throat> so they were on the phone and basically Tom said, hey, you know, um, I'm a big Spider-Man fan and I have a lot of fans that are really upset and we have to make this work. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you can do anything in your power to make this happen because uh, I I can't let this go. Yeah. So Bob's like, sure, I'll do whatever I can. So what does Bob does? He calls the executive from Sony, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with the movie also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but because of these two guys that are higher up, people listen they're able to <laughs> yeah people listen yeah. and they're able to pull some strings yeah so that's what uh, that's what accelerated the whole negotiations to what they what the what it was and i guess uh both executives were basically very involved at, at this point so they're basically access, uh, assessing what's the deal between what happened and why didn't it work yeah so I guess that's when they started doing negotiations with the executive uh, this is, level. This is the actor version of "I'm telling your mom." Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. I'll, uh, okay. The, 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 yeah. So this it's funny. Went too far. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Uh, kind of similar to what you just said. Uh, this was mentioned on the Jimmy Kimmel show. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel was like, "Wow, it's like two divorced parents coming together trying to make it work." Yeah exactly uh yeah so no because you're right the 
I'll put it this way. Uh, say somebody gets your order wrong at a restaurant. Instead of complaining mm-hmm. to the manager at the restaurant, you go straight to corporate higher up <laughs> yeah, exactly. about about them messing up your drink order. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, because I mean, but that's a minor issue. This is like because the, on a grander scale, because these are multi-billion-dollar companies. Uh, you're asking the heads of those companies to. Uh, well, I mean, uh, at least in in Bob Iger's uh, world, he's the head of the company. Uh, mm-hmm. in the Sony world, he's the head of the film division, which is still kind of high up, to negotiate one character for one of their projects because one of the actors asked them to. Mm-hmm. It's very... Uh, I mean, I'm glad it worked out the way it did, but it's ridiculous how far, mm-hmm. ha- how high up it had to go. Yeah. I- I'm really looking into this uh, this book that he wrote. Um, oh, Bob Iger's Memoirs? Pa- yeah. Because yeah. uh, it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of things in there that he mentions that I'm like, whoa, he's not even retired yet. And he's like telling all of these things that, you know, is, is, is pretty big bombs. Oh, like, freaking. Uh, hey, uh, 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 the, the, are you talking about the Star, the Star Trek or Star Wars one? Yeah, that's, that's one of them too. It just kind of boggles my mind. Like, why would you say something like that? But I mean, it's, it's good on his part. I mean, he's doing it for the company. I think in that case, it's a done deal. Uh, so the Star Wars mm-hmm. thing was, uh, he talks about how George Lucas was, uh, he felt betrayed by how Disney handled the Star Wars franchise after he sold it to them. Yeah, because I, I think one of the things that Bob Iger promised him was taking the scripts into consideration right. uh, that uh, George already wrote. Yeah. The, the overall, Instead, the, they the, scrapped everything. The overarching story that he wanted to do. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think Bob's reasoning was it was just too different. Uh, from what the mm-hmm. existing films did and he felt mm-hmm. that it would upset movie fans more because it mm-hmm. wouldn't be what they know about star wars yeah because a lot of people weren't too happy with the, the episode one two and three <sighs> yeah um yeah hey it was a best executive decision it was i agree and that's why yeah. uh, that's why uh <clears throat> what's this not 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 a, the last night uh last jedi what's the the first one with Ray, uh, Force uh, Awakens. JJ? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Okay. Uh, the one with Force Awakens. That's why it's so remnant of a New Hope is because they were yeah, trying. Everybody to... loved the first, that uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, everybody loved it because because it, it, the mm-hmm. same beats, the same basic story of a New Hope. It's very familiar to us, so it's a very mm-hmm. nice way to introduce mass audiences to a new trilogy, mm-hmm. as opposed to trying mm-hmm. to please the hardcore Star Wars fans yeah um all right Anton. uh moving forward here well staying with disney i should say uh disney bans netflix so more specific yeah so more specifically uh variety reported disney to netflix we may not what oh me we may we may not want your ads i put we may not want your ants uh (laughs) (laughs) so pretty much saying that disney saying that they will not air any netflix ads on abc freeform or fx which makes sense mm-hmm. uh because they're they are now competing uh not just you know for entertainment but their streaming services too and yeah i don't think it's just disney i think it's also amazon too yeah which i mean yeah uh, you don't it's, yeah it's not amazon uh, yeah amazon ads won't be on uh, abc also 
Well, it's the same. It's not like you see Netflix advertising other shows. They they advertise mainly their Netflix originals. Yeah, but because of that, I think they're probably going to delay a couple things. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a couple things that are going to happen. And yeah, I, I don't think that's good though. Yeah, but I mean, I think they're just trying to to establish themselves. Like this is this is how it's going to be. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. the way it's worded. It didn't sound like it was going to be certain, though. Especially the whole "we may not want your ads." Um, yeah. But it looks like there's just kind of a general guideline here saying don't count on us airing your ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next story here, PlayStation Now has changed their prices. Uh, I wasn't from, I didn't know it was this pricey, but PlayStation Now used to be $19.99 a month and it's now mm-hmm. $9.99 a month. Uh, and for the annual subscription, it was uh, $99.99 or $100 a year, which is now $60 a year. Yeah, so, I mean, they were one of the first adopters for um, this type of uh, cloud gaming subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they sold uh, these boxes that are kind of like super duper cheap, kind of like the Apple um, TV uh, consoles. Mm-hmm. So you're able to stream the games anywhere in your house or away as long as you have that box. Yeah. So before... The pricing that you paid for was basically to be able to stream your games anywhere. And plus, uh, you were able to do uh, a couple more things besides just um, having it streamed to your TV. I mean, there was a, a library of games that were also included in that box that you're able to stream. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they were one of the first people to do that. But yeah, uh, they had to lower the prices because Xbox is doing it now. Um, and then uh, in the future, a couple other gaming companies are also going to be doing the same thing. Which uh, the Google gaming service, that's going to be it's competition. Stadia, right? Stadia yeah. is going to be co- in the mm-hmm. same realm, right? That's going to be the competition also? Yeah. Yeah. Stadia is going to be in competition. Uh, Xbox is also having something like that. Uh, Apple also have Apple Arcade, mm-hmm. uh, which is... Uh, uh, a gaming subscription service on the Apple TV right now. Uh, I don't know if you have Apple TV, but I, I have one and um, it just popped up on one of the updates and it looks really, really cool. It looks like something that um, the, uh, it looks like the games that you play on the iPad, uh, but it's going to be on your TV. Hmm. So I, I, I might like that a little bit because, I mean, you're playing on a bigger screen. So yeah, that works. Kind of excited for something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton, I believe the next two news stories are yours. Go ahead. Okay, so Avengers Damage Control. Uh, we've been talking about that for the past weekend, I guess. Yeah. Past weekend. Uh, um, it is an experience. It is, uh, I think, Marvel and ILM Labs coming together to create a interactive virtual reality experience. And it's going to be at The Void, which uh, we got to try out for the Star Wars. Um, I think it was, what was it called? Secret, Secret, uh, Secrets of the Empire. Yeah, Secrets of the Empire. Mm-hmm. So kind of excited. This is uh, very neat. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to uh, if you're able to play with four people or two people. Because looking at the trailer, it looks like, a duo. It looks like it's just two suits. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty much <laughs> kind of referencing Pokemon. Uh, sword and shield you have a, a tank yeah. and you have a dps um mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I'm, cur- I'm curious about this too. Uh, mm-hmm. What? Because for the one we did, it was four players. Actually, I think it'd be up to mm-hmm. six. Yeah. Uh, but we only had four, which was fine. It still worked out. Uh, not three mm-hmm. of us. Three of us. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for this one, the, the advertisement only showed two characters. Uh, it's supposed to come out in two weeks. I think uh, mm-hmm. I, I forgot the exact date, but mid to late October. So I'm kind of curious to see what else comes out of it or what other uh, previews comes out of it. Because right now it's just a teaser with uh, mm-hmm. with Shuri from uh, Black Panther. Yeah, and she's creating all these suits, which is yeah. kind of cool because uh, Tony Stark's not around anymore. So I guess she's in charge of doing all the tech. All the suits, which is kind of cool. I, I love the designs of the suits. They're kind of a little bit like a Wakanda patterns to them. Uh, they mm-hmm. look a little alien. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to what type of adventures you could be doing. Are are you basically trying to clean up um, Earth, or are you trying to do like a a trial? Yeah, the, it, yeah it could you, be very interesting. Yeah, you don't exactly know what the mission is. You just know mm-hmm. uh, you just see two suits uh, created mm-hmm. by Shuri. To mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just one with has a giant shield, and the one looks like it's be able to attack better. Yeah, I think for these experiences, like thirty five bucks or something like that uh, on uh, Adam AdamTickets.com? No, I think it was uh, a through the through the Void website. It's uh twenty five bucks, twenty four bucks. Oh, that's not too bad. No, I remember it was like thirty thirty something. I, I could be wrong, but I just remember it was mm-hmm. it was worth. Oh, probably with the fees and tax and, and oh and maybe yeah you're right yeah mm-hmm. all right Anton uh and our next story here okay uh our last story of news is um. The Walking Dead is having another spinoff, and they have the first trailer that they showed at uh, New York Comic Con. Okay, so I mean, I don't. I only saw a couple episodes of the other spinoff that. Um, uh, what was that spinoff called? Oh, Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, Fear of the Walking Dead. I mean, I saw a couple episodes. I was like, oh, right, it's okay. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, but I guess they had to, you know, milk it because it's the Walking Dead series. Yeah. And I feel like this is the same thing, too. I mean, this one's being more focused on a younger uh, group of kids, um, kind of like in their college years, where uh, this takes place years after the, the zombie outbreak. And there's a town that, you know, they're 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 very civilized and they have all these people like trying to. Uh, teach each other how to defend themselves and then all these kids are basically saying oh we got to get out of here we can't stay here forever we gotta you know go out there and explore and you know do you know do more adult things i guess that that type of story sense makes sense because you know they're just trying to i'm getting out of this town i'm gonna make it out there (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so i mean it's kind of um Funny when you think about it that way. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really think this is something that people are going to want to see because, I mean, they're, the, the the viewers of The Walking Dead has kind of declined. There hasn't been an uprising of uh, more new viewers or anything like that because, like, from the very beginning, I remember your brother saying there's a lot of characters that he really liked from the graphic novel that yeah. never really made it through to the end. Yeah, but that's kind of the whole show, though. They 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 don't want you to get uh, attached to certain character, or they do. Yeah, but they but don't. That's they they want. They say that kind of adds more uh, realism 
to the show is that it yeah but they, they they kind of fucked that they kind of fucked that up because they kept those certain characters for too long oh yeah they're like they're clear they know those characters that make them money and they're keeping them longer than they should have yeah i think they should have just killed them off so then they can start you know bringing other characters yeah to be like you know new favorites but you know that's kind of a producer decision or like a, a studio yeah. a studio push like nope 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 the, the, our, our... i'm pretty sure that's what happened to frank durabont who started the whole entire series on tv uh and then he got kicked off yeah because you could you know a studio exactly like no no our our studies show that these three characters are what the fans connect with the most you can't get rid yeah. of these any of these because you remember when you first watched the the, the first season you were hooked on you you know that you know they're very they're being very true to the graphic novel itself yeah it was almost scene by yeah. scene mm-hmm. uh yeah, yeah i forgot what what's, what's i forgot what the best friend's name was uh but like in the comic book he dies shane. within the fr- huh shane yeah shane he dies within the first like couple pages of the comic book in the mm-hmm. show he lasted like an entire season <laughs> yeah i think two seasons i think he didn't die until the second season or something like that so yeah yeah they definitely changed it up all right, uh, that's it for news. Uh, ready to okay. move on to our app segment? Apps, yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. All right, it's on apps. Uh, and we're not talking about appetizers. This is more of a apps, which we haven't really visited in a while. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's two apps that I've been playing. Uh, the first one being Pokemon Masters. Uh, I downloaded mm-hmm. this when it came out, but I haven't really had time to explore it. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, when you download a new game or get a new game, there's that initial investment. Like you need to invest at least an hour into the setup, mm-hmm. either tutorial, the story, some story that's trying to tell you or whatever, but you can't just kind of quick play it and stop. Um, yeah. so while I was at not scary farm in line, I started playing it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so what, what do you think? So uh, let, tell me what the, the gameplay is like. So the gameplay is very much like a combination of Pokemon Stadium and the original battles in uh, the old mm-hmm. in the old school games, like the battle mechanics, the mm-hmm. turn based. Um, mm-hmm. But in this one, you use it's you and two other trainers that are battling three other trainers. So it's three on three. Uh and so you can do different combinations of the like Pokemon attacks and it it just adds a really good dynamic. And this is kind of like uh, those games that you build your own team, uh, similar to like Dr. Mm-hmm. Mario. Uh, so as you go through the game, you unlock certain characters, certain trainers, uh, and they can join your adventure. You can switch them up and they can, you can, you can level oh, them up. So it's kind of like, um, I, I have a better comparison, but I don't know if you play it. It's called fire emblem. I haven't played it, but yes, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah, you basically get new characters and then you can switch them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can or, build upon your character, upgrade your character, the traits, and or, all that stuff. Yeah, or Smash Brothers to an extent. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- to start you off, you get stuck with, uh, and you get stuck with, you get a uh, Brock and Misty. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like about this, and they're actually bringing some of like the old school trainers to it um mm-hmm. you can actually design your character and stuff like that so, so i'm still trying to get into the first couple missions but so far i like what they've done with it um mm-hmm. i can't wait to unlock more lands and see what other adventures there are or we, what type of events mm-hmm. they start doing 
Uh, but so mm-hmm. far, it's a nice free game if you're a Pokemon fan and you're, you're you're a fan of like Red and Blue or Pokemon Stadium. So, uh, question is, how how do you get to pick your own Pokemons and stuff? I'm still getting there. <laughs> okay. Uh, they, but All they right. do start you off with Pikachu, and I'm still. I think that's because I'm still technically in a tutorial phase. Uh, okay. So I don't know if I get to capture Pokemon or how do I get new ones, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Little by little, I'm still going through it's it. It's probably like uh, those uh, booster packs or something. Probably. Those seems to be pretty popular. Probably. I, I don't think there's any catching mm-hmm. mechanic in this one. So it's probably you unlock them, kind of like Smash Brothers, or you get them through random uh, loot boxes, or you, you could probably purchase them because there is a currency in the game. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, Nintendo has been pushing out a lot of pretty uh, interesting games and, and everything on the iPhone. Uh, nowadays uh like we just recently got uh, mario kart yeah and i'm wondering if some of these are getting pushed out because of the new uh, uh apple arcade where the subscri- was it apple arcade apple was it with the, the yeah, subscription? Apple yeah subscription service um but isn't mario kart free it is free i, I think it is free yeah. but i'm saying i think that's why there's a push for more for more apps now hmm. uh okay. so mario kart is how to put it the aesthetic and the 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 feel of it is a is a very much like the retro Mario Kart or the Mario Kart we we know now in the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but the unlockability of characters is similar to what we've done in uh, Smash Brothers, where you unlock them randomly, or Doctor Mario, where you kind of earn points and then unlock those characters. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless you pay money. Unless you pay <laughs> money, which yeah, the yeah. mini purchases uh, mm-hmm. that is where the similarities end for me the driving mm-hmm. mechanics i was thinking it was either going to be some sort of virtual steering wheel or even tilt kind of like the ocean mm-hmm. no it's like it's a swiping motion with your finger left right uh, and uh-huh. i honestly cannot figure this out um i've tried the tutorial at the beginning multiple times uh and it's kind of like a driving course that takes you on to try to like get used to making turns and you kind of like go through the center of rings to get get points as you go through the tutorial i can maybe get like two of those rings i honestly cannot figure out the drive mechanics uh so i i really want to switch up because it gives you two options either that one or uh i think there's like virtual controls on there uh mm-hmm. oh they, they have it they have it either easy driving or drift mode drift mode mm-hmm. is where you use the swiping motion yeah yeah, yeah. um I can't figure this out. No, I was waiting for people in our group chat, uh, our gaming group chat to to talk about it. And apparently I'm the mm-hmm. only one that's tried it so far. Yeah. All right. So it looks like I'm going to have to try it yeah. out. I haven't got a chance yet. Yeah. you're. I think you're more Nintendo knowledgeable than I am. So I'm kind of curious to see yeah. how, what the learning curve for yours is, for you is. Mm. So besides playing Dr. Mario for me, um, there, you know, uh, we, we've been talking about games a little bit on, on the iPhone. So, uh, on the new updates of uh, iOS 13, right? Yeah. iOS 13? Yeah, I think there's there's been several patches <clears throat> with 13. Yeah, so on this new iOS 13, there is a new app called Shortcuts. Have you seen this? No. So, there's that... Uh, app called shortcuts and it's an apple app that's included with ios 13 
the cool thing about this is it's kind of similar to their current application on the Mac called Automation. Okay. And what it does is it customizes a action for your phone. So let's say every day uh, you want to tap on a button and it automatically opens send emails or whatever you want it to do. Mm -hmm. So in this case, let's say once in a while uh, it comes to a time where you have free time mm -hmm. and I have free time. Yeah. But you wanted to check to see if I had free time. Okay. Uh, there would be a button on your phone that you can tap. And I'll show you on the screen right now. So you see this little button right here. Yeah. Uh, I made a little button for it. Okay. So when you tap on that, what it does is it opens up that shortcut and it goes to your name. Okay. You see my bread uh, pick. And yeah, you see your bread pick. And it has a message right here saying OW. Oh, you bastard. And <laughs> yeah, so all it does is it just gets it ready. It's a and macro. All you need to do is just hit send. You just created a macro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of the coolest apps right now that uh, I saw that is on the iOS 13. I'm kind of like, huh, that's pretty cool. But there's a couple other things that you can do too. Like you can uh, schedule a certain time uh, where you can send emails to a certain person. Um, so you can just, you know, tap on that button and it does everything for it's you. It's called the spam button. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I had I did see that on the hair, but I wasn't really sure what it did. But okay, good to know. Mm -hmm. uh, so to set it up, you just do like a, it records your 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 motions when you once you like start the like start recording and uh, it records no it, it doesn't record the actions uh it only has set actions already and it only gets to that certain part it won't hit send for you so that's a thing that you need to do yourself to avoid people using it for spamming mm -hmm. okay all right sounds good all right that's mm -hmm. on i think that wraps up our app segment right anything else mm-hmm Nope, I think that's it. All Let's right. head on to movies. Well, uh, just quick, uh, I, I still, uh, I'm not gonna review it. I'm just gonna say I just downloaded Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes. That's gonna be the next one I, I want to check out. Okay. All right. Uh, movie time. All right. Uh, so movies box office. So this is at, for the weekend of August. August October 4th or the 6th these are only estimates since we're recording Sunday night uh, number one no surprise here Joker with 93.5 million number two Abominable with 12 uh, with 36.8 million sorry uh, 37.8 million sorry number three Downton Abbey with 73.6 million four Hustlers with 93.91.3 million and number five it chapter two with 202.2 million uh, so if you aren't aware with 93.5 million, that means Joker has delivered the largest October opening ever beating out, um, just, oh, actually it might not be the largest one. Hmm. Okay. So it beat out, it beat out Venom, which was 80.20.25 million. Mm -hmm. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. So this is according to bo to to Box Office Mojo. They said that 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 Joker uh, set the new record, but mm -hmm. it says but it just missed out on Justice Justice League in 2017 with 93.8 million. So I think they mean they beat last year's opening weekend or opening October weekend. 
Uh, but yeah, it's close. I mean, they missed out by on Justice League by three hundred thousand. That's quite a bit. That's close. Uh, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if, if since these are just estimates, I'm wondering if that might actually turn out to be true by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, it looks like it just came short of Justice League, which is not bad for because Justice League had a lot of hype for months. Joker, mm-hmm. I feel we didn't really hear much buzz about it until summer. Wow. Uh, let's see here. Oh, where my notes go? All right, Anton. Uh, so before we get to Joker talk, uh, you want to talk about the Infinity Saga? Yeah. So the Infinity Saga, uh, Marvel is releasing as a box set, and it's twenty three movies total. Yeah. Kind of tempted. How much? Until I saw the price. Uh, what does it come with? It comes with the uh. uh 23 movies yeah. and then a couple of uh, pamphlets of you know the artwork and stuff um let me see here let me get the actual exact details because i know best buy is pushing that out I-, I think also amazon too infinity it wouldn't be surprising that amazon's pushing it hard uh this is strictly something you would buy as a collector <clears throat> I don't know mm-hmm. if you'd necessarily open it up unless you wanted the art to, you know, keep in display. Um, but I mean, Disney Plus is going to have these movies, so. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you're getting an exclusive Matt Ferguson uh, lithograph, mm-hmm. which is the uh, artist uh, doing the the, the 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 graphics, the poster for it. Uh, and then you get a letter from Kevin Feige. Yeah. And you also get a numbered limited edition collection. Um uh, kind of like a plaque with the uh, the sequence number or whatever. Autographs. Yeah, signatures from the original Avengers. Uh-huh. Original six. And then uh, you get a bonus disc that's not available on digital. Mm. So you probably won't be able to see this anywhere else. Uh, never before seen, deleted, and extended, plus more with an exclamation mark. So... Um, but yeah. the thing is, with Disney Plus, we've been hearing that the movies are going to include DVD features or DVD extras. Yeah, but not the Infinity Saga features. Uh, I'm good. Uh, so what's yeah. the what's the total here? So you're looking at a uh, price tag of uh, twelve months of financing, forty five dollars and eighty four cents. <laughs> so so it comes out to be five forty nine ninety nine. Oh, Jesus uh pass <laughs> uh so 550 damn mm-hmm. uh for how many movies 23 it's about 24 bucks a movie that's still pricey <laughs> yeah it is um yeah again this is kind of something you do as a collector that you'd buy it mm-hmm. never really open it and just watch the movies on disney plus or netflix whatever whatever thing mm-hmm. you buy them on mm-hmm. uh pass <laughs> All right, Anton, let's get into Joker talk. <laughs> all right. Uh, first of all, I, I think, fair warning to listeners, we're going to go straight into spoilers because I thought about my notes and there's no way for me to talk about any of these things without giving spoilers away. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not. It's a, we're just going to give it a quick rating. Do you want to do that yeah, or you want to wait till yeah, the very end? You can go first. I'll do the, you can do the rest. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to give this movie... Uh, a 4.75 I'm, out of 5. I'll go 4.8. I'm, 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 4.8. Yeah, I'm, 
I was gonna go four point nine, but it's just so I, I need to I need to rewatch this movie, but mm-hmm. I need to prepare myself to rewatch this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot to take. Yeah. In. Uh so yeah, so uh, fair warning spoilers. Then again, I think for the most part, you know the story of the Joker. You, I mean, you, you know what he turns into. Uh, this is just kind of a little things that happen in the movie. Uh, my first note I have here is I legit had anxiety throughout the movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I, I caught this probably uh, 30 minutes into the movie. I noticed it, that I kind of had a mm-hmm. little bit of anxiety. Um, not overwhelming. Not like I was like, like clutching the chair or whatever, but I did kind of feel it. And like disturbed. Yeah. Something like it's something uneasy about it, you know, like something's creepy mm-hmm. about it. And I don't know if it's just, uh, walking, uh, walking Phoenix's acting, the character or it is his acting, or no, but because or, it's so intense or the combination of what happened literally the night before, uh, at, mm-hmm. at in Huntington beach when, uh, at century theater, when they had that, that, you know, that threat, that credible threat, quote unquote, mm-hmm. threat, credible threat. Um, I'll tell you what, when I was watching the movie halfway through, too, I started looking at the exits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, because there's a group of people called Juggalos that I think are going to be really happy about this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And they might be using this. Uh, I, I will not be surprised if there's a lot of Jokers at LA Comic Con this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, let me see here. What am I going through my notes here? They basically banned... Uh, cosplay any type of costumes yeah, yeah cosplay for for the 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 screenings of this movie so yeah so i, I the, the note i put here is that he's just so damaged and unstable that whenever life kicked them it just made you think oh crap you know this is what this is what makes him snap this is what happened yeah. like, like i think that's what it is that cringe factor and even my girlfriend she kind of kept like leaning over she's like why don't why do they keep doing this like they, they don't realize what they're doing it's horrible yeah like yeah. you because but that's the thing about gotham city is though like you know the city itself is like a cancer yeah like nobody in that city is basically learning how to be a, a decent human being yeah it's- everybody in the the political uh world in in gotham is basically corrupted the cops, the uh, the mobsters, everything about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you what. Like, the thing about this Joker uh, that compared to like a lot of the the other ones in the past that we've seen, um, this one is very intimate. Like, you really get to, like, this is basically his moment to shine as a. Uh, individual character because we've never seen the joker in a movie like this i mean we've seen it in i've seen him in um uh the the killing joke oh yeah 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 the killing joke the one the 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 killing joke yeah i i saw the animated one and i also read the i actually have the the graphic novel that super dark yeah and i think that that by far is the only one that really defines on how insane he is. Mm-hmm. Well, there's di- and this movie gives that vibe. Yeah, and there's I mean there's different variations of the Joker. Uh, there's some that mm-hmm. he comes off as very uh, <laughs> there's 
no way to put it. He he comes off as kind of a joke. Um, mm-hmm. He's not really serious. He's kind of a wacky character. There's other ones where he is just uh, chaos. There's no mm-hmm. uh, rhyme or reason. He just does it for the sake of upsetting the status quo. Um, and then there's this type of version where it's just uh, he's just crazy. Like it's just yeah. he's broken. He's he's. He's just and you unstable. can see it in that that bus scene, you know, when he gives that card to that lady. Yeah, and she does. She has no sympathy for him. Yeah, and you know he's laughing uncontrollably, and you feel bad for him. And I, I think that's the reason why, like Joaquin, is so good at um, putting all of these things into emotions, and you can really see it on the screen. Is that it's you could see how uncomforting it is. Uh, that he doesn't also, want to laugh. Also, that joke, that that laugh though, I love how the subtle, the subtle note of the the laugh slowly becoming the Joker laugh that we recognize. Yeah, it starts off as very like hysterical laughing to like a very powerful cackle. Yeah, Mark Hamill perfected. He did the laugh yeah. for for all the animated series, and you know we're so accustomed to that, and seeing Joaquin do it on the spot in the movie is insane um did you hear about the whole process on how uh he got casted into this and all that stuff? no i didn't okay so he was already casted they didn't even have to like audition him yeah but he insisted todd phillips to like come to his house so he can audition yeah um and todd's like you're you already got the part you don't need to audition he's like i want you to come here so i can audition he's like fine so he comes over and basically what joaquin did was he started you know uh, um creating the laugh Mm -hmm. so he wanted to show todd phillips like is this the laugh like this is what i came up with and i uh you tell me what you think about it so he did that amazing laugh Mm -hmm. and todd was like his mind was blown yeah and he told joaquin he's like that is crazy this is people are gonna blow their minds yeah so that that's what ended up happening is everybody even the trailer when the 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 first trailer that came out that had his laugh blew everybody's mind the whole internet was like on fire yeah uh there was a recent interview that joaquin phoenix did while uh you know, promoting the movie where he said that the laugh uh, over time, he, he thought it would just get easier and easier. And he said it was the opposite. Uh, once he nailed it down, he felt it harder and harder to nail it again. And mm-hmm. it seems like a very fleeting thing. I almost feel like the Joker is a curse for actors. Like maybe you don't want to perfect being the Joker. I mean, look at Heath Ledger. No, it really messes up it, your mind. I think because of how messed up the character is, if you really absorb him, he kind of he becomes like he destroys you like again Heath Ledger like he went full on uh, like immersed into this character and it it cost him his life and in this one it, 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 even even with uh, Jack Nicholson too like he even started to feel it when he was yeah he started to feel it and he like uh, one of the first things that Heath asked him for inspiration was don't get too involved in it. You're you're gonna go down a rabbit hole and you're not gonna be able to get out. Because I think part of the Joker is his his motivations, regardless of how crazy or uh, chaotic they are, 
he he rationalizes it like he believes in what he's doing uh mm-hmm. so i yeah it, it's a very it's a very dark alley to go down uh as an actor uh because yeah, especially if you do method acting yeah it's it's, it's very intense yeah so i and and that's one of my notes here is walking phoenix was amazing both uh physically and psychologically uh Mm-hmm. and this is again props to the director and to Joaquin Phoenix uh, there were scenes where uh, Joaquin Phoenix looked like a freaking skeleton uh, mm-hmm. like his body was just like <laughs> you could see his ribcage and his stomach probably sunk in three inches below his ribcage uh, and he just looked so fragile and some of that but as he became more and more the joker we knew he'd become he got a little more he was so skinny but muscular like his like his stomach he went from the beginning of the movie where it was very like uh it was a crevice it was he was like a walking skeleton to near the end when he was getting dressed the guy looked like ripped he looked like he had abs like he's like he looked more confident and like i think that added to that role and those little little details that i think make this movie amazing um the other thing that i'm, I'm kind of curious to see if you caught uh the lighting did you notice at points where he transitioned or he was he he took a step towards the joker the scene had a lot of flickering lights yeah uh like the subway when he was about to be when he was starting to get attacked the, the lights are flickering uh moments before he killed the guy <clears throat> the lights went dark mm-hmm. and then back to light again um and then again when he was in the bathroom doing his uh his uh oh, what's it called uh what's that thing with the, the old asian ladies in the park do that 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 martial art tai chi. <laughs> tai chi yeah he did the tai chi in the bathroom to calm himself uh again the flickering lights as he transitioned back to uh to himself okay this is something i don't know if you noticed but you know throughout the whole entire movie uh well this is all based on how he can't really control his laughter uh-huh from that subway scene and on, he controlled it. You could see that, yeah, you could see that he can control his laughter. Yeah, and that's when he kind of kicked into that. You know, like I don't, I don't really care about anybody anymore. I know who I am, and that's when everything started. Yeah, it was almost making him become the Joker. Yeah, and I think it, it was supposed to represent that uncertainty, um, mm-hmm. or or the, the that uh. So it's sort of a tick that he developed trying to hide who he really was. Um, mm-hmm. And that comment he made of he's tired of pretending to the, the, the in reference to killing the people. He's tired of pretending that he feels bad for killing those people mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Like he, he's showing his true self. He's no longer pretending mm-hmm. to be uh, what he thinks society wants him to be. And yeah. that, that brings me to my other note here is that, uh, I, I wanted to say he had a bit of almost like autistic because he couldn't really pick up social cues. But then I realized, no, this is like a sociopath. Like he doesn't, he doesn't understand yeah, basic like, human like behavior. That scene, yeah. Like that scene where he's at the comedy yes. club, he's sitting by himself. Yes. I have that. Yeah. He's, he's laughing at like at the points where it's not funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then when everybody else is laughing, he's kind of quiet and looking around and, near the end of that scene he's he just started laughing to with the crowd Mm -hmm. because the people were Mm -hmm. laughing so he he didn't get it but he was still trying to do it Mm -hmm. and then uh you kind of saw a little bit more of that again when he was rehearsing for the talk show host or for the talk show yeah um he's just Mm -hmm. trying to act 
like a person. He's trying to understand that, and it's just not him. So, okay. So, in those scenes where he's practicing by himself, and uh, also earlier on in the movie where he's, like, you know, uh, playing with the gun and dancing and stuff like that, that scene reminded me of a movie so much that... Pulp Fiction. Uh, no. <laughs> the dancing yeah. part. Um, <laughs> uh, it reminded me of Taxi Driver. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I say that was because, you know, there's that scene where it's just a, a very intimate scene with just, just one person on camera. They're not really, you know, cutting that much. And all they're, all that person is doing is just pure acting. It's a personal moment into his space. Mind. Yeah. 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 Um, It's that famous scene that you know of. The one where Robert De Niro looks at the mirror. And, uh, it, well, it's not even a mirror. He's just like looking at the wall. And it looks like he's looking at the mirror. So anyways, he's he says, are you talking to me? Yeah. That famous scene. Yeah. That's basically how I felt when I was watching this. And I was like looking around and I was like. Wow, this is very re- reminiscent to that, and and the funny thing is, like Robert De Niro is also in the movie too. Yeah, I know. I was going to say that too right now. Yeah, and then you know, watching it more and more, I'm starting to think, wow, this is a really big open letter to Taxi Driver. Like the whole yeah. entire vibe and the style is very Taxi Driver because, uh, I mean, I didn't watch the uh, Taxi Driver when I was. Uh, a kid i watched it when i was in in, in the college years and watching it it kind of gives me a different vibe of a movies that we don't get these days anymore um like the movies uh that were made back in the days it was it's very artistic because you're getting the emotions you don't know where the story is going mm-hmm. um especially you know with taxi driver we know that you know robert uh, Robert's character is going through a tough time uh, very poorly mm-hmm. uh, working at a regular job and he's not able to get the girl that he wants because of his um, martial status and and he's not making anything at all. He's living in the worst condition possible. Right. And you're going through this whole thing like trying to figure out, oh, I want the best for this person. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you yeah, always the, want the best. It, it's for, a, it's for the a Breaking person. Bad moment. Like, you, you you really shouldn't like this character, but because of their situation, you you connect with them. Yeah, and that's the same thing with the Joker. You want good things to happen for yeah. him, but it keeps going downhill. Oh, no, my, my girlfriend flat out told me, like, that scene where he, like, he became the Joker. She said mm-hmm. that was attractive because he's just so confident and he, he was, quote, unquote, feeling himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, again, like that, he had like a lot of swagger too, and all that stuff. And it's you really know you shouldn't like this guy, but something about him, like, like I was, I was rooting for him this entire time, and now he's finally reaching that point where, yes, he, he's finally things are finally something's finally going his way to some to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so some other things I want to point out about the movie, not just uh the character, the Joker, which I'm, there's there's a bunch we want to say about him. Uh, Bruce Wayne's dad. They made him a little Trumpish. Did you notice that? Yeah. Uh, it's like a celebrity, and ce- you know, he's celebrity kind of full of himself. Yeah, becoming a pol- politician, businessman, becoming a politician. Uh, you know, a very big class class warfare thing here. He's rich. There's Gotham City's poor. There's, I mean, the Joker. 
and it's like other people around him like they're starving again like they show him shirtless he's pretty much a skeleton uh so uh when you found out that you know there was that detail that he was uh you know related to the waynes yeah my reaction was like holy crap that's different Uh, and then you know the 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 reveal later that you know it, it was not yeah is kind of like oh well okay. that's also a, a reference to well two things um there is a there is a elseworld comic where the joker is uh bruce wayne's half brother or, or related to bruce wayne in some way um and mm-hmm. that's why they become nemesis or to some extent mm-hmm. they become nemesis because they're they're there's you know the same two sides of the same coin uh of the family tree yeah and realistically i think uh, uh i i do believe that you know there is a possibility that Thomas Wayne yeah. bought it all off. Yeah, there is a little uncertainty. But the other thing they're referencing there too is um, that uh, mental illness or or other issues like this tend to run in the family. Uh, even mm-hmm. though in this one the, the, he is adopted, uh, the mom's psychological problems led to him, you know, becoming physically injured. Which cause his uh, mental instability. Mental illness, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's so many layers to this freaking movie, dude. Uh, another thing I want to point out too is uh, the time era this takes place in. It's a uh, turn of the century, uh, classic Batman that we know. Um, kind of you know early day, probably what 1940s, I would say 1950s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got those uh, box. Like wood TVs, yeah, old boxwood TVs, uh, black and white, uh, all this stuff. And a part of me was like, okay, th- that's interesting time period that they picked. But also, I think they want to re- they want to make an homage to the classic Joker while also separating the social commentary from being too too direct from what we see nowadays. Uh, again, the class warfare, which is we see we're going we see now. Uh, they think that, you know, right now there's a lot of people feeling that they, the poor are being ignored by the rich and the rich keep getting richer and stuff like that. Uh, which is another reason why they, why they made Thomas Wayne probably more Trump like than they, than they intended to. Uh, mm-hmm. but also on the show that the, on the talk show, that one scene where he makes a very inappropriate joke and the lady next to him, the old doctor, was it Dr. Sally, Dr what it was sally yeah the the she she says oh my you can't make that joke that's not funny blah 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 like that's inappropriate that's a clear reference to our society now where we can't make jokes about certain topics because somebody's Mm -hmm. bound to get offended yeah and i was like oh that's very subtle and then he and, and then the joker pretty much says all the stuff flat out like the that that monologue that he makes about nowadays you can't make jokes about certain things because it'll upset people uh you know it's it's, people see him the way he is or if he was anybody else uh the stuff he says wouldn't offend people blah 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 stuff like that like all that stuff Mm -hmm. could easily be plugged in to something nowadays and that's the part that i feel scares me the most is like that kind of connected the movie with the times we live in now and I think that's what made like I can easily see somebody that's unstable trying to lash out the way he did. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think this movie has a lot to say about society nowadays, and I, I think it's it's a very. I think this is a, this movie itself is a masterpiece. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those. I, I want I want us to hear a lecture about this movie, mm-hmm. like one of those film appreciation courses. I want to hear a lecture about this. I, I want to see what kind of like, mm-hmm. what level of dissection this movie can undertake. Mm-hmm. Just so much. I can already see like a bunch of like YouTube videos once the movie goes on to um, a Blu-ray or something. Oh, yeah, uh, they're probably going to be talking about it a lot. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see behind the scenes stuff on this. Uh, mm-hmm. quick, we already read this, but quick, quick question: How would you feel about this being tied to the new Batman movies? It's not going to be tied in. Mm, there's some theories, or uh, uh, there's some theories okay, about so, how, how they might connect it if they wanted to. Okay, so for me, how I think it would connect is to not involve Joaquin Phoenix, is to have Jared Leto as kind of like the new Joker who was inspired from Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, so Joker. that's that's the theory that people are saying because there is a, a an Elseworld, I don't know what Elseworld, but there is a, a comic storyline uh, called the Three Jokers, uh, the mm-hmm. the classic Joker, um, <clears throat> the I forgot what the which which Joker the middle one is, but it kind of reminds you of Mark Hamill's Joker, and the new mm-hmm. Joker, which is kind of Jared Leto's style, like this short hair, more punkish, like kind of guy, yeah, um, like gangster, gangster kind of thing, yeah. So they're saying that the you know the well, Jared Leto can be the modern Joker, Joaquin Phoenix can be the original Joker, the first Joker, and whoever. Uh, and there's they they can use a third uh, like a middle joker there to kind of complete the three jokers and then eventually have the three joker storyline uh be you know be brought to fruition i personally don't yeah. want this to happen i i think yeah, this is a good movie by itself just leave it alone <laughs> yeah joaquin said, already said he's not going to do this ever again he says too much it is too much this is i mean mm-hmm. as greedy as as network executives want to be i think I think this this would give more credibility to the studio by not doing anything further with this movie other than just standalone one movie mm-hmm. done deal, which is what the director wanted. It's what Joaquin Phoenix wanted. That was the original deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, final thoughts on Joker? Um. Yeah. Man. Uh, <laughs> It's it's hard to it's a mind not up. critique it even more. I mean, it, it, you have to watch it a couple times to catch a lot of things that you didn't catch the first time on this one. I know that for sure. Oh, uh, um, I, we didn't even talk about Zazie Beetz's character. Um, that was one thing that like yeah. it, it it answered a question that I kept asking my girlfriend because uh, every time mm-hmm. she was on scene, I was like, "Where's her daughter? Where's like, wh- like she's a single mother? Where's her daughter?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, again, that's another avenue of this movie that we didn't even touch on. That's another conversation. Yeah, I, I really like uh, w- w- how I, I OK, so I love her acting. Yeah. I wish she's in more movies uh, and we're, we're starting to see her in a lot more, yeah. which is good. Um, but, yeah, I think she's she's the, the way that she portrays her character in this one. Like, I totally buy it. Yeah. The only the only part that you don't buy is you know the, the daughter. Where's the daughter? Yeah. And that's yeah. only if you if you're paying attention to that. 
Um, mm-hmm. Also, one of the, she's she joins the club of people who have transitioned from. Uh, well, I guess technically at the time it wasn't Marvel, but it's now Marvel to DC. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah right. she's part of the club now. All right, Anton, uh, you already given a rating, so I think that's it. So if people want to continue our fascination and examination of the Joker, how can they do that? Uh, they can do that by going to our website at www.the2c.com and maybe buy some stickers, T-shirts, or maybe a hat. And if there was something that we talked about on the show, like the Infinity Saga uh, box set, they can uh, click on any of the link to do a pre-order, uh, any purchase, on Amazon gives us a little kickback as long as uh, any of the link is visited on uh, Instagram, Twitter, or on a website. Yep, yep. Uh, so to click on those links, you can go to our Twitter at the 2OC. You can also find us at the 2OC on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can also send us an email to mail at the 2OC.com. And something I haven't been saying in a while, but please give us a review on iTunes. Uh, that also helps us get discovered by you know moving us up on the itunes uh search search results and you know just kind of helping us out that way give us five stars i dare you (laughs) (laughs) today's podcast is brought to you by audible get a free audio book download and 30-day free trial at audible sorry www.audibletrial.com slash the toc there are over 180,000 titles to choose from and you can use it on your iphone android Kindle or even an MP3 player. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I recommend, I guess we recommend, those we talked about earlier, uh, The Right of a Lifetime, mm-hmm. which is Bob Iger's uh, memoirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also uh, The Golden Compass, any of the series. Oh, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> on here, it's funny because I, I, I've always heard him as Bob Iger. On the book cover, it's Robert Iger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Bobby. All right, Anton, I think that's it, right? Anything else? Yep, that's it. All right, for the 2OC, I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Good one, guys. See you.